Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the first Raptors report in which I get to uh, start off by saying the Raptors have won their third game in a row against the Dallas Mavericks. It's fantastic. We're back on top, baby. Going back to the finals this year, probably. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it, it does. It feels super great to, to pull three wins out in a row. Um, I wanted to make a video or not a video, a podcast originally about the, uh, the, the Hornets game that we played the second Hornets game. I, I got the first one, but, um, the second Hornets game that we played, uh, but instead I thought to myself, well, you know, uh, that's kind of a depleted team right now. They didn't look super engaged. They were tired. They were at home. I didn't, I didn't want to put too much stock into a win over the Hornets. So I waited and I wanted to see what the Raptors were going to come out and do today. And uh, they, they made me nervous at first, man. Uh, the first quarter, again, was just not very good. Um, I mean, it, it, it picked up. But I mean, the very first sort of uh, frame of the offense, it was just not good. And I mean, it, it always seems to <laughs> be when Aaron Baines is in the game. We just can't really get anything going. Um, compared to when Chris Boucher comes in and let me, all right, let me, let me, let me, let me slow that down. Let me slow this down. Um, good win from the Raptors tonight. Uh, what was great about this win was that we, we, we took control of the game early. We did blow the lead going into halftime. Like we just blew it entirely. I think we had like an 11 point lead and we gave it up pretty quickly, but we came out in the second half and it was all business nothing easy on d uh offense was running great patiently uh pascal played a lot better in the second half let me let me let me go into pascal's performance a little bit so the first half pascal truly awful like truly a bad bad game from pascal like this is the kind of game where it gets really hard for me to like come up here and be president of the Pascal fan club because that was just a really awful first half that he played that being said um the second half so much better so much better there was still some sloppy sloppy plays there some mistakes but I mean he he cleaned it up so much in the second half and I mean that's that's really what you want to see um a, the, a guy that can when it's really time to to bear down and start winning a game uh Pascal was was able to step up and do that. He went six of ten in the second half. He was really making an effort to attack the paints. Um, Cause I mean, there's really nobody on that roster who can stay in front of him. Like guys like Willie Cauley Stein and Chris Stops are too slow footed. All of their wings, none of their wings are strong enough to really uh, do anything against him in the paint. So I I felt like he should have been doing that from the jump. He went one of nine from the jump of this game because he was really focused on trying to get like his jumper off like i i worry about pascal because like i feel like the sort of um just knowing that he's supposed to be the first option has given him this impression that he has to play like he's Kobe bryant or Kawhi leonard or you know these guys that have these super deep offensive mid-range three-point bags right pascal is just not that player in terms of uh his creation ability he's just very 
he's he's a really good post-up player. He's a good driver when he can, you know, keep the ball under control. Uh, and I mean, he, he really needs to just play to those strengths. But I mean, instead, he was tap dancing out on the perimeter with Willie Cauley-Stein would get switched on him and he would just tap dance with him and pull a really long two. It was just stupid and it was dumb. Um, but yeah, played much better in that second half. Really helped us out. Really helped us out. I think he ended up with 19 points on 7 of 19 shooting. So I mean objectively all in all not actually a very good game from pascal like 19 3 and 5 that's not a good line on 7 of 19 shooting it's it's just not a good line from pascal but it is at least uh good for him to be able to step up in the second half clean it up and bring us closer to a w fred van vliet his partner in crime on the other hand really just didn't have a good game whatsoever like the first half he went one for five and then the second half he also went one for five uh you know people might be inclined to think he had a good game if you weren't really like super paying attention like that because i mean he hit a really big dagger three at the end there over luca which was cool really really cool i like when fred does that but i mean uh if you watch throughout this game that came at the expense of a lot of you know he would catch it and he's like this is the most annoying thing Freddie does to me because he'll catch the ball and he'll be completely open, completely open. And it'll be like a good like three, four, five, six feet away from the line. And then he'll just he won't even like stop to sort of like collect himself. He'll just pull it. And I mean, it's it's cool that he's like unconscious like that. Like he has a lot of confidence in his shooting ability and he should. He's been a good shooter his whole career. But it's like. You know, just get a better shot than that, man. Come on. And I mean, it, it, it can really kill us sometimes. Like, we've had some dry stretches where Freddie is in and, you know, he's trying to, to break it open, you know, because, I mean, those are those are hype shots. When you see guys, uh, you know, pulling these, like, 30-footers, those are hype shots, at least for the Raptors. Because, um, I mean, you know, apart from Lowry and Van Vliet, occasionally um none none of the guys on this roster are really built to be taking like super deep threes like that so i mean when when one of the guards does that you know that's them trying to sort of inject some life into the offense but what it can do and i mean kyle has had this issue at times before and i've criticized him at, at times before for it i mean if you're just running up court 20 seconds left in the shot clock and you know your point guard pulled a three uh, you didn't touch the ball. You weren't even any even in a position to like rebound it or anything. I imagine that gets kind of frustrating, and that you know only really takes you out of the slump, or puts you further into the slump rather than take you out of it. So I mean, there's a there's a lot to 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 think about for Freddie. I don't know. Hopefully he can. He's he's had a couple of bad games in a row here. By couple, I mean like four bad shooting games the defense has been pretty good like tonight uh he was kind of floating around defensively but i mean none of their guards really were able to get off like that trey burke was okay um but tim hardaway jr was absolutely putrid in this game oh of 12 um and i think freddie spent a lot of time on him i think kyle spent a lot of time on him so credit to those guys 
uh, for playing good D. Speaking of credit to Kyle, Kyle Lowry played a damn virtuoso game today. Like it was, it was really, really great. And I mean, not, not, not necessarily in terms of just like what he put up in the box score. He put up 24 points, nine boards, seven assists. That's, that's a good stat line. Don't get me wrong, of course, but that's not like that. That's not the kind of thing that gets you like MVP votes or whatever. But I mean, just in terms of like controlling the game in terms of pace, in terms of just like two way play, you know, Lowry was setting dudes up. Lowry was running the floor every time the Raptors like really did need a bucket. Kyle was right there. He was ready had some tough finishes um, in the paint. They were really not giving us the whistle today. And I mean, like, you, you know, that's that's kind of just to be expected. But yeah, they weren't giving us the whistle. Least of all, Lowry. He, it didn't matter to him. He was just finishing everything. And I mean, it, it was a really fantastic night. And I mean, you know, some positive momentum makes it seem a little bit less likely that we're going to, you know, try to move on from Lowry midseason or whatever. But, um, you know... If if we were to uh move on from Lowry at some point this season, that would be that would be it would be a big loss to to this roster and uh really just to the the whole Toronto fan base, I would say. Like, you know, I, I don't think anybody would have, be happy about that except for some some of these really weird Raptors fans we have out here that actually just hate everything about the Raptors. Um But yeah, pretty great game from Lowry. Uh Baines, let's just real quick with Baines. I don't know what it is with Aaron Baines. He got a lot more opportunity here, and I thought that this might be the kind of game where he can sort of, you know, make some presence felt. But uh, no, he he played eleven minutes, which is like the most minutes he's gotten in quite a while. And in that time, he just did not look good. I don't know what it is, man, with Baines. He he looks like literally just sort of disinterested on the floor a lot of the time. Um, and I, that's weird. I've, I've always known him, or at least I've been told of him, that he's sort of like a like a high intensity, well, not high intensity, but like he's he's a grinder. He's somebody who who puts a lot of effort into the game. He's taking charges. He's contesting shots. He's grabbing boards for you. Like none of that is happening. He tried to take a charge today, but I mean uh they did it wasn't a charge he had his feet like firmly inside of the restricted area and i yeah just not a lot of good stuff the rebounding was bad when he was in he only had one board he literally gave up a board to tim hardaway jr for some reason like it, it was just it was really not not great from baines um aaron baines fan club is on twitter taking heat <laughs> as always um at least as always this year i mean he's he's had an easier time running the account in previous years i'd say but yeah um baines not good conversely chris boucher very good very good night from chris boucher another it, this is just becoming the new normal this is becoming who chris boucher is and i mean i don't want to put too much expectation on him because i mean you know this Nothing good lasts forever like this in the NBA, you, you know, like Chris Boucher, as good as he is, he's he's not going to be a 20 and 10, three blocks a game off the bench guy for the entire season. But I mean, to see him be this productive so regularly is just it's fantastic. I love it. 
He had 21, 10 boards, three blocks, a steal. This is eight of 12 shoot. Like, this is four offensive boards. Like, this is like the perfect big man off the bench. Honestly, that's as much as you can hope for for really a starting big. Like, just really great, really great game from Chris Boucher. Norman Powell also played a very good game today. I mean, like, you know, with Norm, there's always going to be mistakes. There's always going to be questionable plays. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, it, it was it was really fantastic to just see him finally sort of be locked in, uh, play a good game on both ends. He played some—it it wasn't amazing defense, but, I mean, much better than a lot of these games he's played previously. So, I mean, that's that's good. That's good sign from Norm because, I mean, you know— you you're mad at norm for playing as poorly as he has for the whole season pretty much but i mean you know we kind of need what norm was given us last year in order to be the best version of ourselves as a team like i mean 16 points on 50 40 80 splits that's that's hard to get from like anyone so i mean hopefully norm can you know translate this into further consistent good performances but uh yeah very happy with what he gave us and then og and stanley johnson the the wing stop duo we used to have danny green and Kawhi leonard forget that who needs that we have the two best wing defenders or at least the two best luka Doncic defenders in the league they really they really made it tough for him. They were getting in his grill, man. Stanley was just all over him all night. Um, OG would switch on to him and just give him trouble. Like they 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 played they played really fantastic defense on Luca pretty much all night. And I mean he was still productive. He had fifteen seven and nine, so I mean almost a triple double. But you know this is a guy that last night had. I'm pretty sure he had thirty six. 15 and 16 like i i'm trying to remember because i mean I, he got me like 88 fantasy points last night it was fantastic but i mean he this is a guy that knows how to be productive pretty much whatever he's given so to hold him to such a pedestrian by his standards uh stat line from both of these guys that's just really fantastic i'm really proud of you know what what they did OG had a bit of a rough night in terms of attacking the rim. He really struggled to get past Kristaps Porzingis, but I mean, I think that's really the issue right there. Like he's really he was really trying to go at Kristaps Porzingis, and I mean, that's a rim protector. That's a big guy. OG doesn't really have the uh the moves to to get past a guy like that. Um Yeah, but I mean, still a fantastic game. Like, I, I think what he did defensively certainly outweighs all of the uh, unfortunate takes he had inside of the arc. Plus, he made some threes, some really timely ones. Um, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, really, this game was... Uh, the big difference in this game was our bench would come in and they'd be productive. Because everybody that was coming off the bench... Uh, just knew what they had to do, man. You know, Stanley wasn't outplaying, wasn't like, you know, 
early earlier in the year there were some misplays some like you know he's trying to dribble and he's dribbling off his foot or he's you know uh, attacking the rim and then he tries to pass it out to somebody and there's literally just nobody there that happened like five times this season already none of that tonight Stanley was really good at just sort of playing in a role uh awesome defense as I've said like six times and I mean he got a technical um well no that it wasn't a technical it was actually it was actually on Freddie but I mean he he was really frustrating Luca like there was some visible visible frustration on Luca's face by the end of the game you know like Luca was it was uh it was like that um the the LeBron clip from when from when Kawhi would check into the finals <laughs> and you know LeBron's at the line he's like ah damn all right um but yeah it, it, it was it was a really great game from the bench in total Boucher like I said really great I think I really do think that he should be starting at this point um I know that there's a lot of you know there's there's a lot of benefit to bringing him off the bench because it's like one you know in matchups where he would get exploited because of size like it, it, if we're playing against like the Bucks or the Sixers or whatever you know it makes sense to not start Boucher but when we're playing against these smaller teams where it's not really gonna be a big issue and you know Boucher is the one that closes the game out with us anyways it pretty much regardless of what the team composition is I, I I think it just makes sense to be like all right you know what when Baines is in this team sucks when Boucher is in the team is pretty good Boucher works so much better as a pick and roll guy a pick and pop guy uh he's getting boards on both ends of the side while Aaron Baines is like just giving them up you, you know there's really just not a lot of benefit to to playing to playing Baines over him like and I mean Nick clearly understands that that's why Baines only gets like a few minutes at the start of the quarter and then Boucher is running out there for pretty much the rest of it and then the other lineup that we go to a lot is uh uh Pascal playing the center lineup or uh it's either Pascal or OG it, it to me it seems like they're both sort of uh sharing those responsibilities I've seen like statistical analyses on the Raptors that had Pascal as the center in those lineups. Um, but, you know, I've also watched a lot of these games and it looks like OG is sort of more handling the uh, the big guy. Either way, that lineup is pretty effective. It's actually our best defensive lineup. Um, and I think a big part of that is because we're able to put in Stanley Johnson uh, just as a third wing defender. And I mean, he's been great, man. He's been really great uh, defensively for what for what we do here. Um, yeah. Also, Terrence Davis got some run in this game. That was that was good. Like he 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 started off really good. He had a great first half. He went three of four, I think. Um, played some solid defense. You know, wasn't too many too many mistakes. Then he got in in the fourth quarter and he kind of stunk it up a little bit. He foul oh wow he had five fouls in this game I did not realize that I think he picked up a lot of those fouls um in garbage time though like I I can't remember him having more than three fouls in the game when it mattered but yeah in the second half of the game you know he came in he, he got the ball out on the fast break and he tried to pitch it to OG for like an alley-oop and that just got stripped and then 
he missed some shots and then he like missed a rotation. So, I mean, that wasn't pretty. But, I mean, still a not a bad night from Terrence. The mistakes are not fun to watch as a when you're watching Terrence and I mean I feel like the the sort of visibility of Terrence's mistakes plus I mean you know people have a decent enough reason to not like him I think that sort of translates into a bit more of a harsh uh critique of what he does out there but I mean Every time, not every time, but almost every time Terrence is out there, he's playing well, he's efficient, he's running off ball, he's not, like, gunking up the offense for people. The defense is questionable, but that's just because he's foul-prone. If he can clean up the fouls, he's actually not too bad. Um, I just, I, I think, out of all of the dudes that come out and play the backup two spot or the backup one spot, like, who just... All of our backup guards, essentially. Um, I think, really, Terrence Davis is the most well-rounding, most promising out of all of them currently. Malachi Flynn could, you know, grow to be uh, the best player off of this bench, I think. I think he has, like, sort of the highest ceiling of play. But that's honestly not a particularly high ceiling. Uh, Matt Thomas, he's always going to be defensively limited i think like he can probably get to be a smart defender at a certain point but he'll probably never be like a good one um but yeah man uh just a good win all in all all just really really fun to watch the team finally like lock in and really just play a convincing game and against a, a team that you know while they've had their struggles this season, is still a very talented group with two really good all-star level players. So, I mean, to just, to, for this to be the third game in our win streak uh, is great. It's it's really great. And I mean, it's, it's a good sign of things to come. Uh, if your team fade for Cade, I have sort of flip-flopped on this position. Uh, nobody is allowed to hold me to a position on this. I'm just gonna, you know, play it by ear. Um, but if your team fade for Cade, you, you're probably a little irritated right now. Um, but I mean, this, this is, this is what you want, right? This is, you, you want the team to be good. Obviously we're not going to win a championship or at least, you know, doesn't look like we're about to win a championship anytime soon, but you want a team that's good, don't you? Wouldn't you rather have a a good team than just a bad team? I don't know. I don't know. The way I see it is still kind of the way I've always seen it. I think this team is good enough to be good. Um, but, I mean, we, we still could end up falling short of, you know, like a, a high-seeded finish. We could end up in, like, a, a pretty low seed. Like, we're... we're st- this three win win this three game win streak has only brought us to five and eight on the season. Like we're still three games below five hundred. Um, it's gonna be a fight to to get good, even if we want to. So I mean, you know, with that acknowledged, I don't think it's it's necessary to like bottom out. Cause like, how would we even do that other than just trading all of the guys? And at that point, it's like we don't really have a foundation to bring in our new supposed superstar 
Cain Cunningham. You know, it's it's just, you know, tanking to me is just, uh, or at least the intentional version of tanking that most people are advocating for. It's just such a crapshoot strategy most of the time. I'm really, uh, I'm just not convinced. I'm just not convinced. Um, like, at least not the way that we're playing right now. I would, I'd really love to see us translate this, uh, take this a little bit further. And I mean, we have a real test in the heat on Wednesday. They've struggled a little bit coming out of the gate, just like we have. But I mean, I still think that's a pretty good team. Um, I I don't want to call things too early for this team, but I think, you know, that game could be seen as the real litmus test of where this team is right now. Uh, I think we're certainly on an ascension. Um, I mean, three wins in a row. What else can you say? Um, but, you know, I'm not convinced that this is like, this is like us, uh, completely figuring us, figuring out the season. Cause I mean, there was still a lot of just bad stuff in this game. Freddie, of course, was not good in this game. Pascal for the first, well, really you could say overall, but I mean, especially in that first half, just those are supposed to be the the two main guys, right? And I mean, it's good that the team can find a way to win even when our two main guys are just not having a good night. But really, this has been too common of a theme early in the season. Uh, and we just need to figure out how we're going to put it together, man. I, I feel like this Raptors team with, or especially last year, um, you know, when we had Mark and and uh, and Serge, I think that team was so much better than they actually were able to play in that Boston series, like specifically because Pascal and Freddie were just not very good in those in that series. Like neither of them were particularly efficient. I think Freddie only did like 15 points a game on like 40 percent shooting. Like it was just a very pedestrian and then Pascal was, you know, as bad as we all remember he was. So, I mean, that that series went to seven games. I think I think if we got, like, something close to regular season Pascal and something close to f regular season Freddie, I think we would have won that series. And then, you know, when it comes against the Heat, that was sort of a tough matchup for us regardless. But I, I, I think we could have had a fighting chance for that one as well. And then, you know, we take it to the finals and probably get stomped by the Lakers. But, you know, that I, I just think that this team is so much better than they play because we've had such a hard time getting all of the guys going at the same time, right? Or, I mean, not even going at the same time because, I mean, in basketball, you're never going to have every single player play an awesome game, right? Like, there's never going to be a game in which all five of our starters scored 20 points. Everybody off the bench had 10. You know, like, that's just not really how it works. But, you know, Freddie and Pascal looked lost out there for a lot, of the, a lot of this game. And, I mean, the offense is kind of built around them for the most part. Like, their two-man game is a huge part of this offense when it's running most effectively. So, I mean, to have none of that, they really didn't even try to go to it either, which was weird. Just, yeah, just, just, 
just not a great performance out of either of them. Like I said, Pascal cleaned it up in the second half, and I'm happy for him. Um, but you want to see better from Pascal. We've seen better from him even in like a couple of games ago. wasn't that long ago. So, yeah. But overall, very nice, very, very good, very juicy, delicious win. Very, uh, very tasty steak, meat and potatoes win. I don't know what I'm saying, but I, I'm just I'm deliriously happy about this. If you couldn't tell, um, you know, yeah, that's 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 all. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm I'm trying to think of an outro. Uh, for what the podcast is going to be. I know that there's not really a lot of structure to what I do on this podcast yet. And uh, I want to figure out ways that I can put it together more. So uh, if you have suggestions, hit me up. Uh, But yeah, thank you. Uh, Bye.